0: What today we'll do is we will review what we call a mimer. A mimer is just a name for a Hasidic discourse. Uh, this is something which was given by the Alter Rebbe, the author of the Tanya, and they collected it. He gave it like every Shabbos or every holiday, whatever it was appropriate. He would give a talk, and then eventually they collected it, and it became the basis of the mimer. Maimorim, again, are talks. Maimorim means saying. Uh, they're pretty long sayings, uh, and they're basically based on the parsha of the week. So what they do is they explain something about the parsha of the week. Now, uh, there's two, uh, two, uh, two things to remember. First of all, uh, when we read the parsha, we learn most of the time we're learning about past history, or we're learning something that took place, and we don't find it irrelevant. So we study uh, the Hasidic insight is to find from the Parsha, some insight, some inspiration, something that is going to help us and uh, bring us more closer to Hashem. So that's what the purpose of would be of a Mimur and um, for that matter, any rabbi who would give a drush or give a sermon would try to take something from the Parsha, find it for the community, make it, community, concept- make it something acceptable, make it contemporary, make it accessible, give them some insight, some ideas. So that would be for everybody. But the Alter Rebbe, not only did he was he a great genius and he knew all the uh, revealed part of the Torah, but he also knew all the esoteric part of the Torah. He knew the Zohar. So when you come to the uh, teachings of the Alter Rebbe, you're getting insight from more than just the revealed, more than just the Talmud or the Chumash, the Navi and all which a lot of people share, but you're getting also the knowledge and you're getting the inspiration that the Alter Rebbe points out from his vast knowledge, number one, he had just a tremendous amount of of expertise in all fields, but also he was, his his deep analysis, he was able to find Very simple things in the Parsha or in the Zohar, and bring out a lesson for us in Avodas Hashem and our service of Hashem. Again, these memorim war may mostly intended to inspire people, so give people motivation, give them excitement about serving Yiddishkeit. Now, because it is the Alter Rebbe and it's Hasidus, so therefore you have the Kabbalah flavor in it. You have the uh, Kabbalistic ideas in there, which the Alter combines in his unique way: the revealed, the esoteric, the Chumash with the Navi, with the Chazal, with all the Medrash, with everything, makes one big uh, chalt out of it and brings us out for us, makes a little, of the, delivers a beautiful mimer. In this particular case today, we're going to uh, discuss the pasuk in the beginning of the parsha, uh, which which is really the heading. Uh, I wrote out, I just gave you the source sheet, which would be just the Pesach of the Chomish, which is the verse that he uh, elaborates on. He finds a message, a tremendous message for that in service of Hashem. And also, uh, a few verses from the Haftorah that we read in the Shabbos, which also talks about the menorah. That's from the prophet Zechariah. So in Zechariah, some, some verses that he brings to Support the idea that he is uh, discussing over here, uh, and of course the the parsha begins with the words ba haloyscha when you light the lamps, and it tells you about uh, the mitzvah that Aaron used to light the lamps in the base hamigdosh. But then the verse says vize you have the verse in your sheet paper vize ha hamenorah. This is the what the menorah how the menorah was made. Now it says like this, Miksha, Zahav, it was uh, banged out and it was gold. does banged out? What does Miksha mean? As Rashi explains right in the Chumash, that normally when people create a, a candelabra, what they would do is they would have separate different pieces and they would weld it together to make it together. But the menorah was not supposed to be made like that. The menorah was made out of one... Chunk of gold, and then you banged the gold, and you stretched it, and you gave the various different. And the Rebbe will learn from all these details also as we go on from exactly the way it was made in the service of Hashem. But uh, it was made miksha. Miksha means from one, not pasted together. You uh, break. You you um, created it out, out of the same piece. You moved around. The pieces of the gold from the bottom to the top from the top to the bottom to the sides until you got the shape of the menorah you got the menorah that you needed so the first point we're going to see the Rebbe is going to learn number one what is the meaning of Se ha-menorah what does it mean so here we're just describing how the menorah was made out of a physical menorah uh, but the Rebbe is going to explain that really the menorah are the jewish people and he's going to support it from various different places. But when we talk about how do you make, as the Rebbe will explain, how do you make your own menorah? Maaseha menorah How do you make your own menorah uh, that it should be a a fitting menorah? It should be a menorah. Now, this is a novel idea. We are called a menorah. But for that, the Rebbe is going to use the navi, the Prophet Zacharyen, which we see... That, the, um, um, that is referencing to the menorah as the Jewish people. And not, not only that, he says you want to become gold, miksha zahav. See the second word in the verse is zahav. And he's going to talk about the difference between there is gold and there is silver. There is our service of Hashem which is considered like silver, and then there's the service of Hashem to gold. If you want to have a golden connection to God. In other words, if your menorah wants to be gold, it has to be miksha. Miksha means banged out, as he's going to explain what it means. And not only that, he says, Ad yireicho, Ad pircho. And this is because the the, 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 yireicho, the menorah, had a bottom, a hollow bottom, in which it was sitting like a box uh, shape. And that was a big part of the uh, menorah, but it was called Yerecha. Yerecha means the leg, basically, what it sits on. Uh, the thigh is called Yerecha. The base. The base of the menorah. The base of the menorah. It's called Yerecha. Pircha is the little flowers. Basically, as Rashi explains it in the simple meaning, really what it means to say that um, every part of the menorah, whether it's a large part like the Yerecha, like the, the, the bottom of the menorah, which was a wide piece in which the menorah stood upon, whether that piece or even we're talking about the little flowers, it was decorated flowers that were on the menorah. Each one of these have to still be miksha. They all have to come from the same piece of gold. Everything. Ad Yurecha Ad Pircha, meaning everything. The Alter Rebbe is going to explain all this and saying how Yurecha Pircha can represent simple Jews or the flower Jews or Pircha as well as gonna say those people who are the flowers, they're the beautiful. But he says we're all together, he's going to say, and he says that part of the process to get a good menorah and you should really feel good is the idea that we should treat each other as each one, we're all together. If we start separating ourselves and we are say, well, I'm gold and you're not so good, I'm better than you, then, you're not, then your own menorah is not going to be a gold menorah. So basically, he, took, he takes the, the pasuk, this verse, which literally talks about the... How they built the menorah. It says the maisa menorah was made miksha, banged out, the of gold, ad yirecha, pircha, meaning even the base, even the flower, everything was gold. He says that this is to learn in the service of Hashem. The zeh menorah. This is the act for your own menorah. If you want your menorah to be, it has to be miksha, it has to be banged out. Basically, what he's going to say uh, if you want to get the zohov, if you want to get the gold, He's basically going to say, there is uh, some natural goodness or connection to Hashem that we have naturally. That's called silver, kesef. Kesef comes from the language of nichesifa, yearning. There's a natural yearning we all have. But gold is an awe, an appreciation of Hashem that is based on hard work. It's not just a natural love, it's not wishy-washy, it's something that you work hard. That's called the gold. He says gold versus silver as he's going to elaborate if you want to get to that level of zohav you want to get to the level of gold then you have to have miksha. you have to sort of give up on your own he's a banged out what he refers to is to giving up as it says the perkyoves you must give up your own desires your own wishes not to uh run after all extras and verses and materialism and then uh try to direct yourself uh, to Hashem Himself. When you do that and you live together with everybody in Adirecha Pircha, as he's going to explain, uh, then you will have that gold menorah. That's the basis of the Maimur, what Maimur is going to explain. Now you yeah? mentioned the hollowed out base, yeah. so was that like a thinning out? They were all, actually the whole menorah was basically, I'm not sure exactly Um, It was was made out of one kicker, and I'm not sure exactly where it was but the basis seemed like it was hollow. I believe the basis. I said that because the diagrams that I saw I believe that that was hollow. Yes, I believe that that was the case. Uh, Not different than a hollow piece over here would be on the bottom of a candelabra and then the middle would be full but sometimes it's not full there either. I think that's the that's the thing but I just mentioned that it's not important. I mean that's not mentioned over here as far as the metaphor over here. The metaphor is from the fact that this is a leg and this is a flower or this flies. The word Pircha means also when something flies, Is Poreach B'Avir, one flies in the air. Somebody who's flying in the air because his prayer is done properly and it keeps on flying so it's great. So that, that's, that's the person. That's, but it's all banged out on one piece. We have to realize we're really their one piece. If we're there one piece then we're all, we all have a golden menorah. But if we make separations, there's none of us. We, we're, we're lacking. We're missing something serious. So, but this, this idea, first the al begins with uh, this idea that we're saying that the menorah, that is called the Knesset Yisrael. And what does it mean, the Knesset Yisrael? Knesset Yisrael literally means the gathering of Israel. Uh, what does it mean, the gathering of Israel? Which, when we talk about... The gathering of all Jewish souls. Because while each individual has their own individual soul and the individual souls that we get come from various different in the Hishtal uh, Shalut, in the evolution as the world's descended into this world in which we have our neshama energizing our bodies, it went through different transformation and uh, we can say Well, your soul comes from the world of Yitzira. Your soul comes from the world of Asiya. Your comes from Bria. You can say different. But there is a place where they all start from. Because we all come, as we will see, it's the idea here of seven. It all comes from seven. Seven times ten equals the 70 souls that descended to uh, the land of Egypt together with Yaakov, which was the uh, seed of the Jewish people. Eventually they grew to 600,000. Which is men. the number of men Yisrael included, but at the Jew, call it the Jewish people, Yisrael, Yeshishim Revoy, Yeshua Torah. So, all of this is really, this starts all from the seven, and we're saying this starts from the seven branches of the menorah. Seven becomes the seventy. The Rebbe will, uh, I believe, we'll discuss this a little bit uh, further on, or he we'll discusses it in the other mimers, not in this mimer. But the general idea. The Menorah is the place where we're all—all of us—are rooted in, basically. So even if we have a Nesama of Asiya or Bree, etc., giving the different names, but eventually they have a root which comes. Eventually, they all come from the Knesset Israel, Knesset Yisrael. Uh, not to confuse with the Knesset in Israel. But this, is, this is the Knesset Yisrael. Uh, really, uh, as the Rebbe will say in a minute. Uh, that is the Svirat Malchut of Uh, Atzilut Malchut of Atzilut is the place, as we learned last week from the Tanya over there, Malchut of Atzilus is the place where everything from above, all the infinite lights sort of come down and it gathered it all in together all of it is Knesset Yisrael, Israel is really represents the lights which are beyond the world, uh, which is higher than the world. Uh, Knesset Yisrael, is, it gathers it in and it allows for it to flow further down, which basically the sources of all the Neshamot Israel come from this Svir But the Rebbe doesn't just say, when the Rebbe, he wants to explain basically, this is the menorah, this is us as a Jewish people as a whole. And then you have to make your own individual menorah. But this is, the menorah is all beautiful gold we have. We're all in our source. We have to just make sure, our job is to see to it, that when the uh, soul comes down into our little piece, our own uh, soul, that that remains that pure pure menorah, that we still keep up that pure menorah. Now, if you look at the second quote, that's from the Haftorah. Okay, that's the menorah which is mentioned by the prophet Zechariah, Zechariah Hanovi. So, if you see in the Pasuk, there an extra sheet there? So, you see in the Pasuk over there, um, so it says over there, uh, so this is a vision that uh, Zechariah has. So, in Pasuk Aleph it says, Vayoshev hamalach uh, ha so the Malach who was speaking to me, woke me up. I woke up like somebody wakes up from their sleep. And he says to me, that is what he's saying, What is it that you're seeing? So the angel is asking Zechariah, Tell me what, what is the vision? What are you seeing? So I responded, says uh, Zechariah, I've seen v'hinei menorat zahav kula i see a total golden menorah etc. cetera v'gula al-rosho whatever that means another thing but v'shiva neiroteo oleho it has the seven holders on it on the menorah shiva v'shiva mutsokas l'neirosh rosho and the seven were uh, uh, sort of melted down to hold the lamps that are on their head. I didn't actually read through exactly the translation over there because that wasn't important to me right now, but the important is, the next part is So I said to the angel that was speaking to me, What are these, my master? What is this that I'm seeing? What are this? This was a vision. Yeah. A vision. So vayan So this is what he says to me. Ze, This is the Dvar Hashem. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. Now he continues. This is the word of God. El Zerubbabel who was the king at the time, he was uh, the enemy. He was saying lemor to say lo It's not with the army. But it's not with the force. Ki But rather it's my spirit. Omer Hashem says the Lord of hosts, says Hashem of hosts. That's, 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 that's the verse over there. But you notice, the Rebbe, Al-Rebbe jumps on the words. It says, I asked him, what is this? He says, Zed var Hashem. This is the word of Hashem. He it it continues later on, but he basically says, I asked him, what is this menorah? And he tells me, that this is the word of Hashem, this is the Dvar Hashem. What does it mean, this is the word of Hashem? Of course, in the literally sense, what Hashem is saying, that goes down <coughs> further, but he, in, in the verse, it basically says, what is this? This is the Dvar Hashem. So, what kind of, what, what does it mean, this is the word of God? Uh, what does it mean, that the menorah is the word of God? But we learned last week, actually, from the Tanya, that the, uh, The word of God is actually which created all the worlds. That's we talked about the level of memalek olalim that fills the world. We told about the uh, level of Hashem which descends according to each level, according to their. uh, It's a stausel. There's an evolution. Goes from level to level. So basically, what he's saying is, this is the menorah of Hashem. In other words, is the Sefirat Hamalchut, or it's in the uh, in the uh, Knesset Yisrael, which is really the same place. It's all the Malchut of Atsilut, which is the source of all the Neshamot. It's also the souls of all the energies that come down. So he's saying basically that what is the Menorah that you're seeing over there, that golden Menorah? You're seeing the Knesset Yisrael. You're seeing the seven branches you're seeing the Knesset, you're seeing the root of Israel, you're seeing the Dvar Hashem, you're seeing Hashem's word which creates the Dvar Hashem, Shamaim Nasu, that creates all the worlds. That is what you're seeing. And it's called Knesset Yisrael, as well as Menorah, as well as Malchut, as well as Memalik the source of Malchut because Knesset Yisrael, it gathers Israel. Israel is, represents the lights from higher... And brings them down to lower, which means the highest of the lights of the Sobev Kulalmim, which are also referred to as Israel, because the root of Israel is really even higher than the Mamala Kulalmim, but that is the Dvar Hashem. That is what you were seeing. And we find this, he brings another verse where we say, Kel Elike Yisrael. So he's called the God of Israel. Why? Because Israel represents the high level of, and this is the Knesset Shra. So without going into and spending so much time, because this is not really what he's trying to prove in the Maimir, but basically what we wanted, what he wanted to establish over here is that the menorah is, represents the Jewish people. We're not only talking about a physical menorah that stood in the Beit HaMikdash, in the Mishkan, in the Beit HaMikdash, we're actually talking about a menorah. A menorah is a standing uh, lamp, a standing light, which is divided into seven pieces, which is the general Jewish people, which includes the greatest tzaddikim until the least of valued people. They're all part of that menorah, because in the menorah over there, they're all golden. They're everything, all the Yidn. That's the Knesset Yisrael. That's the highest level of Yidn. In the, in the, in the Pasik, it says, This is the Dvar Hashem to Zrubabel. Zrubabel, we said, it was a king. That was literally a king. But the um, the real, uh, the, the metaphoric meaning of Zrubabel is really also referring to. The Jewish people, as they descend from that beautiful menorah, is called Zeru Babel. Why is Babel? Babel is Babylonia or Iraq today. Why was Babel called Babel? You see the Chumash right in Braces. Mm-hmm. The pasuk says because in Babel, that's when they got together. They wanted to build a tower to fight against mm-hmm. Hashem. So over there it says Hashem mixed up Babel. Hashem Babel means that Conf- Hashem confusion confused, <laughs> confused them. Huh? And we went into seventy languages. Yes, exactly, so that is the bubble, okay, so what does it mean a bubble basically uh, we all are made up of uh, what we call seed of man or seed of animal we 're all seed meaning our nishamas we 're talking about the nishamas that we have. We have various different nishamas and um, and you know some of us. Are very easily inspired our soul can be called like the soul of Adam because the difference between what's the difference between an Adam a person and an animal uh, should be that way I'm not sure it always works that way but it should be is that a person should make decisions based on their intellect they should make the right decision they don't just do things because they enjoy it or they like it but they make the right decision they make ra- proper choices an animal lives by instinct you know whatever it wants that's why sometimes it will use its its whatever brains you know animals have how to get what they want but they don't their the brain doesn't direct like you say that a human being walks upright why because the head is where the intellect is is supposed to be on top and that sends the signals and that directs how one's heart or the rest of the person works but an animal the head and the uh, body is on the same levels actually sometimes most of the time the head is actually lower because that head is used just to fulfill the main thing by the animal is their emotions what they want to do instinctively and their head is just used to how to achieve what they get so uh, when a, uh, a soul who is easily connected to Hashem would be called a zera odom would be called seed of man because he has the ability to comprehend to understand easily and and why Hashem gives different souls to different people i mean that's we don't know all exactly what it happens, but Hashem has his his calculations some people are uh, a a behema uh, they're like you know they don't follow they follow instinct you know they good things which appear to be good to the eye to the to the to the mouth, to the taste, to the senses—that's what they follow. They, they go more. But Hashem, which is a little bit uh, distant, they don't follow that. So, when we say Zerubabel, it's basically to the mixture. You know, the, we're we're like mixed, confused people. We have not necessarily two different people. Even our souls, ourselves, we have. You know, we have all souls. We have the neshalikis, neshamamis. But we are, uh, uh, we are Basically, we are a little bit. A mixture. Sometimes we want Hashem. Sometimes we want materialism. Sometimes we want to do good. Sometimes we want to do bad. Sometimes we're angry. Sometimes we're good. You know, we, we're like a bubble. We're like a zero bubble. We are see the bubble. We're mixed, mixed human beings. So, what does the pusik say to us? So, this is the way the Rebbe teaches it in the service of Hashem. Zem ha'ase Zem means one who wants to sort of live, leave the negativity. And he wants to become a menorah. Mm -hmm. Zem, menorah. You want to become a menorah. So the following is what you must do. This is the order the verse is telling us. Now, of course, one understands the Rebbe doesn't build the order based on the verse, but he knows the order anyways. But he fits in with the verse, which means it fits in very well with the verse. It's not like, because in other words, what I'm saying to you, it's independently true what the Rebbe is saying to us, that this is the way one needs to approach and become a menorah, but it fits very well into the order, the way the verse tells it to us. So the first thing is, it's miksha; it has to be bagged out, which means, and by the way, I'm basically reading to you from the Hebrew, I'm translating, giving you a little bit more explanation, but I'm going through the, the minor, the way it's written over here. So, in the beginning, the piece of the gold was circular and so what happens? So it's made out of a kicker gold, one kicker gold, and then you bang with a hammer and then you stretch out the various different limbs in the various different directions to get the shape of the menorah, to get the flowers, to get the balls, to get everything that we need. So, what happens when you bang, basically, uh, with the hammer? So some of the gold which was on the top goes to the bottom, some from the bottom goes to the top. There becomes the mixture. I mean, the Rebbe is metaphorically going to say that, you know, people who you think are on the top go to the bottom, the bottom to the top, it should be together. It should be unity. Nobody's on the top and nobody's on the bottom, but rather it's something together, as the Rebbe will bring out a little bit later on. And, um, and he says that all of the gold sort of gets mixed up and it's not in its original shape. It was a circle and now it's a new shape. So it's basically gonna say it has to be a new you. You have to change yourself around. So you're not the same what you are. You know, you're naturally you're one thing, but you gotta work yourself through till you become yourself, you make yourself a menorah, you make yourself a candelabra when you, uh, when a person does this by himself and basically he works on his midos on his natural instincts so that they are no longer in their original shape that deals with his anger or deals with his jealousy or deals with uh, depression whatever they have if you sort of uh, take away these or in this case you break those Negative feelings that you feel and you don't allow for them to express themselves as we say in the British of you have to give up your will because of Hashem's will which means what you want you know what your natural tendencies what you like what you enjoy give it up because of being a better person because of doing the will of Hashem what Hashem wants you to do uh, and uh, Whatever you thought was the most important thing in your life, put it in the bottom of the priorities. And what was the least priorities in your life, well, put it in the top, which means maybe not, the most important thing in your life is, was to, you know, have so much money, you no, know, make it not that, that the most, put it in the bottom. Your lowest priority was, you don't need to know any Torah? No, that's going to be my main priority. Mix it up, take the top to the bottom, the bottom to the top, that's the way to make your gold. And then it says, then you will make from this miksha, you'll become gold. So what is gold? How is gold different than silver? Because gold is referred to as Yira, as love, as awe, fear of Hashem, and kesef uh, is considered, like av is considered love. Kesev uh, comes from the language Niksifa, which means yearning. That's like a love yearning. When a person yearns to connect to the root, to Hashem, the root of life, but that's really, we all have that. That's a natural thing. We have a hidden love in our self. Each and the person, as explained elsewhere, every yid has a natural desire to Hashem. That's love. But, Zohov. That's already you got to work for the gold. Silver you have. But gold takes a little bit more work, because gold, it says a verse that says in, uh, in Ehu, it says, "Miidsoovvioz comes from the north." North is actually left, because when you're facing east, the north will always be to your left. Mm-hmm. So he says that um, in order to get the level of Yrasma to the fear of heaven, the awe for heaven, for that you need to reflect on the greatness of the blessed in You have to realize, it takes reflection, it takes meditation to realize that God really fills all the world, notwithstanding the fact that we don't see Him over here but He's actually here and everything before Hashem is really uh, like, like nothing, there's nothing else, so this will bring you to a situation and that you will be uh, embarrassed or, or in awe of Hashem's greatness because you see that you're in the presence as it says, how do you get up? It says right in the Siddur, if you read in the Chabad Siddur, it says from the Shulchan Aruch, how a person has to help himself get up in the morning is by reflecting that the presence of Hashem is over there and this will help the person. So, so it's interesting, the Rebbe says it's very interesting that we find that we have the whole verses of song before the davening. It wasn't like that all the time. Rabbi says, like at that. Rabbi said there was a gradual stage. People didn't have to daven so much in the past year. From the Torah, there's a, one just needs to say the Shema, Kriyat Shema, that's from the Torah. Reading twice a day the Shema. And just a little bit of uh, davening. In the time of the first Beit mikdash people didn't daven then so why uh, why are we all of a sudden davening so much davening you know we're saying all the verses of song and we're saying all the the davening it takes the the, you know talk especially about the shakrit so long why, why do we have because he says in the olden days they had very clear minds and they could see things they were able to understand and they would see and understand god's wonders they would see they didn't need to reflect they didn't need to work hard to cause themselves to be able to appreciate the presence of Hashem, but the men of the great gathering, the Anshe Knesset Gedolei, and that happened in the first, in the second Beis Hamikdash during the second Beis Hamikdash, they saw that people are just their minds are already not there; they don't have they had that capacity in their minds, uh, and people were pulled more to materialism, and they can only see physical things, things that are not physical they wouldn't see. So what did they do? They instituted for them the prayer and all the blessings. What is the blessings? It all teaches us of the praise of Hashem many times until you will reach to the level of Yira that you'll be able to have awe and fear of Hashem. So it takes a lot of, a lot of davening and a lot of psuche de zimra to get to us to that level of appreciation of Hashem. So what, made, what made people change, they couldn't see anything? He just says that the time was the lower, it's a lower generation. As the generation went lower, the rabbis felt that they no longer were able to just see Hashem, they needed extra uh, davening in order okay. to get them to is be it able possible to. possible that before Mashiach people would get that again? Everything is possible and I'm sure some people do in our generation, yeah. we're talking about the average people. The problem we have, I'm Sorry, am sorry, yeah? Is that people that see more, they don't have the now? I don't know, I don't know. Because well, for that you have movement. to get but, a whole movement. It's, 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 you see from the mimer over here, that he doesn't want to say it between nowadays and in the time of the temple period, because then it would be implying that it has to do with the sacrifices or not, because we don't have the sacrifices as the simple Then we daven instead of the sacrifices. But he's saying even during the second temple where they did have the sacrifices and yet they had to daven then too, so its idea is that notwithstanding the sacrifices still they needed to daven just because the people didn't have that mindset. So he quotes from the Shira Shirim, we say, I mean this is discussing when Shlomo HaMelech is describing the the the, the the structure and the the marriage of Jewish people with Hashem and he mentions over there that Rifidos is of the it's a golden spread you know like the bed the spread is is a golden spread what does that mean so he says that um, what it what it means is the Rebbe translates it over here the Rebbe is just like when you're making the beds you put everything separately on its place, the pillows, the blankets, the the sheets, everything. You sort it out. So the same thing is he says, one who organizes the praise of Hashem, you give room for everything that Hashem's word that Hashem created for his honor. You look in everything to find the greatness of Hashem. You find in everything everything is sort of there that you look in basically I guess it would be understood. Uh, that to look around and everything that you see, instead of not being able to find Hashem, to find Hashem, to look and to it takes it takes work because it takes something to over uh, overcome the, the the physical thing. But it's 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 there. It's something that we have to do. But then he talks about it's actually from the uh, from the It says there are seven types of gold that's connected to the seven types of gold. And basically, what we're going to say is the seven. Uh, levels of the menorah is is is, is the seven uh, types of gold. First connected to the level of Malchut, which David is the fourth leg of, leg of Malchut. Because we have Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov they're considered the three legs of the Merkava and David is considered the fourth one. So we add David to Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov and David. And, um, and then we have he calls it the seven types of gold in the beard or bedikna in the beard this is from the Zohar in the Kabbalah that said uh, the seven types of gold But actually the seven types of gold is in the Medrash He goes through the various different golds that Shlomo Melech used in the construction of the Beis Amigdash. you know some was Zohar pure gold it says like he, he used to run the gold through the fire like hundreds of times just to get it pure that there should be no spot in in, in, in in, in, in all these uh, in all these different things. So he says, uh, when you talk about the strands, the Kabbalah idea of strand, uh, it's almost like you know the bread, the, the 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 head has the brain, and then you have a, a strand, a beard, a strand which is like coming from the intellect, and there are seven types of intellects in the level of. David that can bring you to the gold, which is level of year. I mean, this is kabbalistic terms. Basically, there are seven types of ideas, uh, seven golden ideas, seven strands, seven ways to reach to the uh, to the uh, to make it the gold, which is the seven branches that go out of the menorah, which is the seven days of creation. Because we know that every day of the world, uh, Sunday we have Chesed, Monday Gvura, and so on and Shabbos we have Malchut. that's the seven days, called the Zayin, the Shiva Simei HaBinya. Uh, so, basically, we're talking about the seven branches of the menorah, which is really Chesed, Burat, the Sphirot, that's how you say the And this is the seven days of the world, and each one of them, of these seven branches, is times ten, because we know that each one, they're called from the ten Sphirot, So each one of the seven is called, is included of 10, which equals the 70 souls of Yaakov. This is the 70 souls of Yaakov. And we have the 70 roots of the souls of Israel. So I guess if you look like a bunch of yid, 600,000 yid, you can say, well, one group of these 600,000 is connected to that 70, has a line to one of the 70. The other group is to the other 70. So basically, there are 70 different lines uh, that go up to the uh, level of, 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 of Malchut. Uh, and, um, and, and each one uh, is, uh, is, 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 each yid is one of these 70, and the 70, again, is the plural of the seven, because it's seven times ten, which was 70. So every yid, I'm going to say one second, every yid, can reach to the level of gold by one of the seven levels. So basically what it means is we each want to have a a, a clearer path to serve Hashem some serve Hashem with Chesed, some serve Hashem with Gevurah it's a a closer path. All paths are combined from everything else, but we are 70, we are separate, there are these paths, that's why there is the seven branches of the menorah that is the spread that he says that makes it gold, and that will a person to inflame them with the uh, fiery uh, spark, which is uh, which is hot and dry. That's called Zohov gold. But kesef is called uh, uh, with, uh, that's called av. Uh, that is uh, that is the level of water not ash, that's level of water, which is cold and moist. Now, of course, it would be very interesting if the Rebbe can give us uh, the exact details of uh, each one of these seven different levels or the seven ways how to reach Hashem from the seven branches of the menorah, but that's not what he wants to do with the mimer. the minor, what he wants to do is he wants to tell you no matter which one of the seven branches you are you're still one and the same he wants to say to you he's not looking now for the differences he's looking for the common denominator i'm sorry you're good we were going to say something sorry yeah uh, The strands are when you take uh, uh we actually i think we mentioned i'm not sure if we mentioned last week in the time that we learned uh when you when you want to uh, describe a uh, something that comes from a higher place but it's been very contracted sometimes we'll call it a level of a strand. A strand, what is a strand? What's a here? A here is something which has very little energy, life force in it. That's why when you cut it off it doesn't hurt. Cut your finger you hurt, but you cut a, a, a strand doesn't hurt. But it's still alive because it grows. You see it's connected to the body. So the uh, inside each, each strand there's like a little hole in which is the energy which it receives energy from the body, it's alive so what we want to give a metaphor in the Kabbalah all the time about a very minute level of extraction that comes down, we use the level of Cyrus or we use the level of beard, Dikna and what we say is basically from the level of intellect you know then it'll come down to the level of the uh, through the level of the beard which will be the level of the strands and you know Hashem, you know, is, is described of a kitlag chiver that his beard, is you know, like a like a man, that's in the Kabbalah so this is just a, a, a metaphor for that, but the Rebbe doesn't uh, you know, if we learn more and my morning, we'll see in the other place he elaborates various different parts but over here, he's just giving you the general idea, he could have just said, well, the seven branches come from the uh, you know, the seven different spherot but he already tells you, you know, because we're talking about the Neshamat Yisrael, he's telling you how the Jewish people became, became the 70 souls, and the 7 and the way it connects. So he gives you just a little touch, but he doesn't elaborate on it. But, let's we'll just go on and try to see if we can uh, cover this a little bit. Uh, so, it says, Ad at Ad which is the end of the, uh, the, um, the verse over there. So we talked about a little bit. Zemaysah, Menorah, miksha but then it says Ad yerecha Ad Pircha. So what is yerecha? That's the lower leg. And Pircha, those are the upper flowers. And um, all together they're called the menorah. So you need everything together is a menorah together. Which means, whether we're talking about the great Tzaddikim, which are called like the flower, Pircha. Uh, and now he says, why are they called flowers? Now, I would say they're called flowers because they're so beautiful. But he says they're called flower, they're called Pircha. Because they fly, because there's Torah, and they're they fly. They're like the bird that has the wings. It flies up all to Hashem, because they have the Ab of year, the Chilu They have love and fear, so they're 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 Torah of the as the Zohar says. Uh, but don't think that they're the only Menorah. Even that leg—maybe you think it's a leg—you should know that's really a Menorah. You're all part of that same Menorah. The only thing is make your menorah that it should be pure gold. Uh, Because, it has to be pure gold. So, even if you're a leg, even if you're just the bottom, but make sure that you're gold. Because, he says it, interesting, gold, even if it has one spot which is not pure, it turns to a little green, which, uh, when a person sins, it says it also, the sign the Gemara says it's a he turns a little green, which is uh, which is no good. You have to be stay away from anything bad at all. So don't you won't be green. You can't have no spots. No, what does it mean? What does it mean in, in actuality? We have to believe. What do we have to believe? Khadoshim Labakor. We have to believe that every morning the world is recreated. Today the world was created. We say the Dominic. God renews every day the act of the creation. That everything mamish was created from nothing, and you too were created today. Everything was created today, and you were created today, just like Adam just like the first man. So if you believe that, then for sure you're gonna be in awe, and you're gonna be you know ashamed to rebel against Hashem. He just created you. He just brought you into. Uh, into, uh, in, into, into, into being, so you're not going to want in the world uh, uh, the, uh, the non-existence. He says actually you can see every day you can see the act of creation. You see it's nighttime and then there is the sunshine, new day, that is alive, that is creation. And that's what we say B'chol Yom Avorheka, I bless you every day. Why every day? Because I see every day. B'chol Yom, I see every day, I bless you. Because I see that Hashem removes the darkness and brings us light. And then He re- removes the light and brings us darkness. So I recognize you, and I therefore I bless you. B'chol Yom, because I see. We have to look at the world and see every morning, every daylight. That shows us a creation a person can never say oh I cannot stay away I'm addicted to my uh, bad habits I have my desires I've been already uh, rooted in things that I do they're no good, they're prohibited I do them anyways, no way I can leave that, no we say in the Dabnik me galtonu it is true, God you redeemed us from Mitzrayim. What does it mean, God received Mitzrayim? Mitzrayim is considered to be of the world, the most promiscuous place in the world. Mm-hmm. Which means, your own Mitzrayim is, if you are connected into various different uh, desires and your thoughts, and you're all surrounded by all your negative and, 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 and evil, your role, and you cannot get out of it, you cannot remove your mind from it, that's Mitzrayim. You can't run away. But you're saying, galtonu. Hashem wants you, He'll take you out of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim galtonu. Hashem God, you God to take you out of Mitzrayim. And that means, in all situations, whether we, permissibly we got involved in things, or even if we prohibited, we didn't, we weren't allowed to. The there, Hashem takes us out. Hashem takes us out from Mitzrayim. Because how does a Jew come to Mitzrayim in the first place? How does it we're all God's children? Our nature is to do only what Hashem wants, but it's Hashem's fault <laughs> <laughs> Hashem gave us a Yitzhahara, and the, as the Pasik says in, in Micha, <laughs> Hashem says I did bad so to speak that I created the Yitzhahara. I'm the one that is guilty of creating all these uh, negative things there and that was, how did the Golos Mitzrayim take place? We chose to go to Mitzrayim. The English just sent them to Mitzrayim. How did it happen? Because of Yaakov and everything else. How did we end up in Mitzrayim? It wasn't our own choice. God sent us down there to Mitzrayim. So Hashem made it so they went to the Mitzrayim. And that's why it says like this. In the word, the Yermio says, uh, you are really all true good children. It's an interesting thing. Hmm. Hashem said, I plant you. So you have three dots in the vowels. You know there's the letter, there's the word Shuruk, has three dots that goes crooked, and then you have the Segel, which you have one, two, three. So he translates the words, I planted you Shuruk. Shuruk really means literally, means like a vine, a small, a thin vine. I believe that's what the word Shuruk is. But he says, even when a person feels himself like he's a shuruk, he's crooked. He's not, he's not straight. He's like the vowel that is crooked. Still you have to know that that you are really true seed. You can change. And you can make a segel. What is a segel? Segula means the most chosen of all the people. You can come from a crooked to become the people. This is what was in Mitzrayim. Hashem says, I will go down with you to Mitzrayim I will also bring you up which means I, whoever I am, the only I I will bring you down, I will bring up, Hashem will help you and Hashem says gam ole, A gam ola meaning also the gam will have the elevation, you will go up and this is what we're saying, emes me Mitzrayim galtona, emes, zera emes, we're true seed it, the ms the real ms, our real truth, Hashem will take us out because we are really true seed of Hashem and therefore you have redeemed us from Mitzrayim that the redemption will be from our slavery. what does it mean? We are enslaved to our desires, but Hashem redeems us Hashem takes us out from the House of Slavery because we're enslaved to our own addictions. Pide redeems us. So, how does this take place? How did the how did redemption take place? how was the ge'ula? Kol b'charei you killed all the firstborns. What does it mean, the firstborn? Metaphorically, the one that comes out first of the womb, womb is called the firstborn. And the same thing is in the uh, intellect, which is called, the first is the is, is the Seichel, which is Reishis Chachma, which means a person should not insist on his intellect understanding. He knows that is the first, that is the Bechoyer. The is, I understand it and therefore, you know, I am certain that whatever I understand, that's the way it should be. That is Kol their firstborn, which means the intellect, the Egyptian intellect. Each one wants to say, I want because this is what my uh, intellect wants, and this is what I have to do. Harakto, you kill them. Kol Harakto, which means that you fall from the level, which is called, that's called the death, which means But the first one Yisrael, which means your godly intellect, the intellect to uh, reflect on Hashem's greatness in the Davening, uh, which is really called the Bed, the Mito, in the Zohar, it's called the, uh, that's called the Bed, the Kisim, in and this is gauto uh, Rufidot Suzo, you redeemed it, which means not only doing it in a way, but uh, temporary, but to be a true redemption from not to worry about all your distractions. Nothing should stop you from davening. Because if you don't daven properly, you can't really stay away from, from the Surah You can't stay away. And that's why they instituted all the confessions in the davening. Because before the davening, when a person reflects on how he's a Mitsrayim, and then he will reflect. On the greatness of the blessed itself, so then for sure he will sort of regret separating himself from the ra, and he will pray, and then it will be a pure menorah that yirecho mepircho mederachas. And uh, see, we're losing everybody here. But just at the end, he talks about also that everybody has to be together. I'm trying to finish the olmayer. Oh, there's a few more lines over there. All right, we'll do it another time.